Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the Week 18 NFL Saturday slate. We got two games going on on Saturday. We're going to be doing a DFS preview for those two games, talking about how we can uh, construct our lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings and figure out the best ways to, um, or the best players to target for these lineups for those two Saturday games. Now, later this morning, we will be releasing an episode that covers uh, the showdown slate for the College Football National Championship. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed. Make sure you give that a listen. And please rate and review the podcast wherever you can. It really helps me out a whole lot. Also, if you're interested in my full DFS picks, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks for extra stats and facts that I don't always get to on the show. And I'm more than happy to answer any lineup or start sit questions. All right, so for the Saturday slate, we got Chiefs Raiders and we got Titans Jaguars. So we've got four teams in action, four quarterbacks in action. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to building a DFS lineup. So let's go ahead and dive into it. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. All right, so let's start off talking about the quarterback position and who better to start off with than Patrick Mahomes, who is the highest-priced quarterback on the board. In fact, he is 37% more in salary than any other quarterback, and the lowest starting quarterback on this slate, Josh Dobbs, is 60% of Mahomes' salary. We're going to do a little bit of math on that later. Now, Mahomes absolutely owns the Raiders in his career. Earlier in the season, he had 30.5 fantasy points against Las Vegas. And last season, he had 20 and 36 fantasy points in two games against them. In fact, throughout his whole career, he averages 27 fantasy points against the Raiders. So, I mean, this is just an outstanding matchup for Mahomes. It's a great spot to play him in. And also, there's a little extra incentive. Patrick Mahomes actually needs 430 passing yards in this game to break the NFL's all-time single-season passing record. And I could totally see Mahomes and Andy Reid just going out there and trying to throw it all over the yard and trying to get him this record. Like, I could see that being a thing that they do. So it would not shock me if you get the extra boost from them doing that. So I think that Patrick Mahomes is clearly the top quarterback on the board. If you decide to play him, you're going to have to find ways to save salary elsewhere. But I can absolutely get behind playing Patrick Mahomes on this small slate against a very mediocre Las Vegas secondary. Second quarterback on the board is Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Trevor Lawrence had 36.4 fantasy points last time he played the Tennessee Titans earlier this season, which was quarterback one for that week. And in fact, the Tennessee Titans have been pretty porous to quarterbacks all year long. Last Thursday night, in what was kind of an ugly performance where Dallas was kind of sleepwalking a little bit, Dak Prescott put up 17.4 fantasy points against Tennessee. And earlier in the season, the week before Trevor Lawrence's big game, uh, Jalen Hurts had 37.4 fantasy points against Tennessee. So I think that you're kind of looking at a spot where like 15 to 18 points is Trevor Lawrence's floor in this one. I definitely think you're paying for the floor um, when you look at Trevor Lawrence. I think that there is, you know, a worthwhile ceiling. Like I said, he did have 36 against Tennessee last time, but I think that he's definitely more of a cash game option than any of the other quarterbacks just because he's got that great matchup against Tennessee and um, you know that they're going to be able to throw the football. Teams have not been able to run on Tennessee very much at all, so you know that they're going to be throwing there in Jacksonville. All right, now the two wild cards. Jarrett Stidham is the first one. He just had 31 fantasy points in his first NFL start against San Francisco, who is actually a top-five defense to quarterbacks. Kansas City is not a top-five defense to quarterbacks. They're actually 29th to quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson, you know, 
the, the washed Russell Wilson that plays in Denver, just had 25 fantasy points against Kansas City last week. So this is a prime matchup for Jared Stidham. It's a much better matchup than he saw last week. And if the Raiders are able to, you know, push the Chiefs and keep scoring, I definitely think that Jared Stidham is playable this week in DFS formats. Now, the last quarterback on the board is Josh Dobbs, who had 12.5 fantasy points against Dallas last week, who is a better defense against quarterbacks than the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Now, he is kind of like the punt play at the quarterback position. If you're looking to really save salary, you can go down to Josh Dobbs. And I think there's actually some math that supports going down to Josh Dobbs. I would personally rather play Stidham than Dobbs because Stidham is only marginally more expensive. But here's how the math kind of backs up Josh Dobbs. Just based on salary, if you think Josh Dobbs can get to 17 fantasy points, which is not out of the question, I'd say that's probably like a maybe a 75th to 80th percentile performance from him. It's not his absolute ceiling, but it would be one of his best games. So if he gets to 17 fantasy points, then Trevor Lawrence would only need to get to 19 fantasy points. And Patrick Mahomes would need to get to 28 fantasy points to pay off that same value. So... Just doing those calculations, I think it's much more likely out of those options that Trevor Lawrence gets to 19 than Dobbs gets to 17 or Mahomes gets to 28. And in fact, doing that same math, Stidham would have to get to 18. So I actually think that in terms of that math, Stidham might actually be the the easiest play. Um, but I still think that you're you're getting a bigger ceiling with Patrick Mahomes with Trevor Lawrence than with Jared Stidham, but I do think that the math kind of can get behind playing Stidham and Dobbs and Lawrence. So I really think you can go with any quarterback this week. Like, no quarterback is truly off the board. Me, personally, I will probably have more Mahomes than anybody else just because I think that when you look at the board as a whole, it's not that difficult to get to Mahomes. I don't think you can play Mahomes with a big name running back and a big name wide receiver. I don't think there's enough, you know, lower salary options to do that. But I do think that if you just play one of the big name running backs or Devonta Adams, I think it's not that difficult to get to Mahomes and get him into your lineup. All right, so that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead now and switch on up and talk about running backs. All right, so now talking about the running back position, the top option in the board is the king himself, King Henry, Derrick Henry, and for good reason. Um, Now, Derrick Henry missed the last game against the Dallas Cowboys, and I would say that there's no chance that he misses this game, right? With the Titans season on the line, Derrick Henry is going to be suiting it up. In fact, I would say that it's more likely that Mike Vrabel, the head coach, signs himself to a one-game contract and plays in this game than it would be that Derrick Henry does not play in this game. Like, I just see that, like, with the season on the line, the most important player for that team is going to suit it up, and they're going to give him the rock time and time again. Now, when you're looking at Derrick Henry, he's a really good option in fantasy because of his floor. He has at least 22 fantasy points in his last three starts. And what's great about that is he doesn't need the Tennessee Titans to actually score a lot of real points to have a successful fantasy day. In those last three starts, they've they've only scored 14, 14, and 22 real-life points in those three starts where Derrick Henry had at least 22 fantasy points. Now, Derrick Henry also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 25.5 fantasy points last time he played them this season, and that was in a game that they lost in a blow. Out. 
And in his entire career, which includes his rookie season where he wasn't really used as a workhorse, Derrick Henry averages 21.7 DraftKings points against Jacksonville with four games over 30 DraftKings points in his career. So, I definitely think that Derrick Henry is worth paying for. I think that he is largely game flow proof. You know, even if the Titans lose in a blowout, their one or two touchdowns are probably going to be scored by Derrick Henry anyway. So I think he's a great option there at the top of the board for the running back position. Now, let's talk about Josh Jacobs, who is currently questionable for this game. And just kind of given what he's been saying to the media and looking at his status for this game, it wouldn't be the biggest shock to me in the world if he does not play in this one. But I do think it's more likely than not that he does um, suit up and play in this game. Now, Josh Jacobs has faded slightly since his incredible start of the season. This is actually the lowest his salary has been since week nine. And speaking of week nine, that kind of started with his week eight performance against New Orleans. That week eight's performance against New Orleans was the last time he was under 16 touches in a game. And his snap share has been over 70% in every game since that week eight game against New Orleans, where the Raiders got shut out 24 to nothing. Now, last time he played Kansas City, he did have 33.3 fantasy points. So if you are interested in game stacking this Vegas and Kansas City game, I definitely think Josh Jacobs is a guy that you got to get in there. They're not going to let Jarrett Stidham throw it 60 times. They're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to help their young quarterback out. And so I think that Josh Jacobs is a guy that you can definitely put into your lineups this week with confidence as long as he does end up playing. Travis Etienne is next up, and he is actually – the guy that was in line for some touchdown regression. I talked about this last week on the podcast, and he finally got one in week 17 against the Texans. He had been receiving just incredible usage for like the last seven weeks and just hadn't scored a touchdown. So glad that he finally got in the end zone. However, this week is going to be a little bit tougher. Tennessee's a very stout run defense. The last time he played Tennessee, he had 3.2 fantasy points on 17 attempts with no targets out of the backfield. So you're looking against a very tough matchup for Etienne, but the usage is there. And actually, I think Travis Etienne's a really good football player. I saw on Twitter this week that he actually leads the NFL in rush yards over expectation per rush. Translation, he ain't supposed to do a whole lot with the carries he's been getting, and he is doing a lot with them. He's making more out of nothing than any other running back in the league every time he touches the ball. So... I think that if he's able to get in the end zone, this will be a good week for Travis Etienne. But I think you can definitely pass because I think some of these Chiefs running backs further down the board are better value. Speaking of the two Chiefs running backs, Jarek McKinnon is the first one I want to talk about who has been on an absolute tear lately. He is the first running back with five straight games with the receiving touchdown since Bullet Bill Dudley of the Detroit Lions in the 1940s. I didn't expect to be making a Bullet Bill Dudley reference on the podcast today, but there you go. In those five games, his snap share has been hovering from 45 to 60%, which is pretty solid for you know a part-time player. However, I think he's very impacted by game flow. If you remember last season, near the end of the regular season in the playoffs, the Chiefs started using Jarek McKinnon more and more as a receiving option, you know, using him out of the backfield. So I think that if the Chiefs win this one in a blowout, It's not a good spot for Jarek McKinnon. They need it to be a competitive game where Kansas City needs to keep scoring and needs to keep throwing in order for him to be in the game. If if they're blowing somebody out and they're just trying to run out the clock, he's not going to be the one that's in there. It's going to be Isaiah Pacheco that's in there. 
Speaking of Isaiah Pacheco, he has been in between 9 to 16 fantasy points for seven weeks running, which is like an insane amount of consistency. And in that seven weeks, he has three touchdowns in that span. I would kind of expect him to have a few more than that just because the Kansas City offense is in the red zone so many times. But Isaiah Pacheco has a much better snap share in blowouts than Jarek McKinnon. So if you're constructing your lineup in a way that it's going to be for a Chiefs blowout, I definitely think you got to put Pacheco in there. All right, that does it for the running back position because, honestly, I'm probably not going further down the board than that with anybody else this week. So let's go ahead and take a quick breather and then switch to wide receivers. At the wide receiver position this week, the number one salary on the board is Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. In fact, he is 41% more salary than any other wide receiver. Now, what is an encouraging sign for Devontae Adams is that he had 11 targets in his first game with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback last week. And, like, literally, it was like the old Eli Manning and Odell Beckham meme that was on the internet a while back. Just, you know, Odell out there somewhere. Um, you know, it was kind of Jarrett Stidham just going, hey, Adams out there somewhere. I'm going to get it to him. And so 11 targets in a week, that's a good sign for Devontae Adams. Um, and actually, the first time he played Kansas City, he only got seven targets, but he had 30.4 fantasy points. So that's about four points per target, which is just an insane stat. So I think that you can definitely pay up for Devontae Adams and put him into your lineups this week. However, the one thing that I think is kind of a concern is I don't think there's really a way, just kind of tinkering with it, to go Mahomes, Henry, Adams as the start of your lineup. I think that there is way well, let me rephrase. There's not enough pay down options. There's not enough value plays to make that work in a way that I want to do so. So I probably won't play all three of them in the same lineup, but I definitely think that, especially in a game stack, Devontae Adams is a very legitimate option. Now let's talk about the rest of the Raiders. So Mac Hollins got four targets in Stidham's first start. Um, and turn it into seven fantasy points, which is not great, but, you know, he's going to be out there on the field. He is the other outside wide receiver. Uh, and then he did have a goose egg against Kansas City last time. He got zero points. Hunter Renfro had four targets in Jarrett Stidham's first start, which he turned into three catches for 19 yards. Hunter Renfro operates exclusively out of the slot. So, um, when you look at the matchups, Kansas City is actually the ninth best matchup in the league for outside wide receivers. That's Adams and Hollins. And they are the 13th best matchup for the slot that is Renfro. So they're a little bit of a funnel to outside wide receivers, which isn't shocking considering how Devontae Adams performed against them the first time. All right, now let's talk about Jacksonville. So Jacksonville's got some interesting scenarios here because Christian Kirk needs 91 yards in this game for a $500,000 bonus. And Zay Jones has two bonuses that are in play. He needs two catches or 98 yards to activate either of those two bonuses. So those guys definitely have incentives to go out and have a good performance through the air this week. Now, the last time they played Tennessee, Christian Kirk only had 9.5 fantasy points, but Zay Jones had 21.7 fantasy points. Marvin Jones in that game had one reception for 22 yards. However, that game was kind of a turning point as Marvin Jones has had four targets in every game since. Now, Tennessee is a bit of a funnel to outside wide receivers. They're the second best matchup to outside wide receivers in the league, and they're the 12th best matchup for the slot. So that would incline me to believe that Zay Jones and Marvin Jones Jr. are a much better spot for this one than Christian Kirk, who operates exclusively out of the slot. Kansas City 
is in a very interesting situation. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has cooled off recently. He only has seven total targets in his last two games after having 21 targets combined in the previous two games. So, I mean, he does operate out of the slot, which Vegas is the second best matchup in the league for the slot. So that's a good sign for Juju. Now, one thing that's also very interesting is that um, Kadarius Tony's involvement in this offense. They're kind of using him on what I call scheme touches. They're getting him the ball on jet sweeps, on screens, sometimes just handing it to him. And they're just kind of finding the way to put the ball in this guy's hands and letting him do something with it, which is always worth something in fantasy because it means that he's going to touch the football even if he's not open further down the field. So I think Kadarius Tony is also an option. Now, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a.k.a. MVS, had 15 fantasy points the last time that Kansas City played Las Vegas. But one thing that I am very concerned about, they did not have Kadarius Tony in that game. And recently, the Kansas City Chiefs have not had Miko Hardman in the lineup. Miko Hardman is coming back this week. So this is a really muddy wide receiver situation where we don't quite know how the snap share or the target share is going to break down. But it will be between those four, Juju, Tony, MVS, and Hardman. And like I said, Vegas is the second best matchup in the league for slot wide receivers, which bodes well for Juju, Tony a little bit, Hardman a little bit. Um, MVS operates pretty much exclusively on the outside. Now, for the Tennessee Titans, there's not a whole lot to talk about because they're just such a run-heavy offense. But Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, I think, are both worth a look. Traylon Burks had eight targets in Dobbs' first start last week against Dallas, and Robert Woods had nine targets in that game. It, it kind of seemed like Dobbs was just going to throw to those two guys. And um, one thing that is also encouraging is that Nick Westbrook-Akina, who operates out of the slot, had 11.3 fantasy points against Jacksonville last time. Not that that's going to blow, you know, like it's not going to blow anybody away, but if you get 11.3 points out of Nick Westbrook-Akina and his low salary, that's a pretty good starting point for a lineup. So I think that these Tennessee Titans receivers are definitely worth a look because of their salary. And I think it might actually be a creative um, build for a lineup to game stack the Jacksonville-Tennessee game because not a lot of people are going to do so. And if you do that, it would allow you to spend up for Derrick Henry. You could probably game stack the Jacksonville-Tennessee game and still end up with you know Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs in that lineup. So I think that that is definitely an option to consider just because those Tennessee Titans are so low in price. All right, now really quickly, let's hit up the tight end position. So Travis Kelsey has been having a great season. He averages 20 DraftKings points per game, but he's only hit that mark twice out of the last six games, which is a little cause of concern. I think that personally he's a little overpriced on DraftKings right now, but you do have to remember he did have four touchdowns last time Kansas City played the Raiders, so this is a great spot for Travis Kelsey. Speaking of great spots, Evan Ingram had 42.2 DraftKings points against Tennessee the last time they played. You gotta figure he's in line for a little regression from that number, but I definitely think that Tennessee has a weak spot against tight ends, and I definitely think that Ingram was able to exploit that the last time they played, and I think that he will have a solid day in this one. Darren Waller is a great GPP tight end. He is not being used as a full-time player, but he's being targeted when he's in. When they put him in the game, they're going to throw to him, and you saw that last week when he got the touchdown against San Francisco. I'm not a big fan of playing a guy who's not full-time, but like I said, if you're playing a GPP, you want to try to find the ceiling outcome, and there is a good ceiling opportunity this week for Darren Waller. The Tennessee Titans 
combined for 29 fantasy points from tight ends the last time they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chigakonko had 18 of those, and Austin Hooper had 11. So both of those are options to play at the tight end position. And then lastly, I think that Noah Gray of the Kansas City Chiefs is a solid punt play option. He's been pretty consistently involved in the offense, and he is going to get a few targets. And if he happens to catch one of those in the end zone, he's going to immediately pay off his salary. So looking at the board as a whole, like I said earlier, I think if you go Mahomes at quarterback, then you can't necessarily go all in on Henry and Adams, and you've got to find other ways to relieve salary. And like I said, when I talk about wide receivers, I think that those Tennessee Titans wide receivers are going to be a very creative and low-owned way to relieve that salary. So if you want to see how I put my full build together, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Those will be going up later on in the week. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'll drop some extra stats and facts that I don't always get to on the show, and I'm more than happy to answer any lineup or start sick questions. And lastly, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed. I am going to have a college football episode releasing later this morning, as well as the weekly NFL show releasing tomorrow morning. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It really helps me out a lot. All right. So we've reached the end here of this episode, guys. Best of luck to everybody in their DFS endeavors. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see y'all next time.